Welcome to the Baron's Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. I'm your host, Dustin. I'm your co-host, Aaron. Uh, today, we are doing something a little bit different. Uh, we're covering Friday the 13th, but we're not doing like, a, based. Yeah, not like a, a full like walkthrough or anything um, like that. I also have a few things that I want to say before we, we jump into everything. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a, a weird episode because I didn't know exactly how I wanted to go out. Friday the 13th, because this is definitely, uh, I think, even probably more than the Halloween series, this series has been talked about, like, to death. I think everywhere, not just on, like, like podcasts, but, like, friends and stuff. I feel like if you had to compare Halloween and Friday the 13th, I always think Friday is talked about more than Halloween. And I never understood that, because to me... Halloween, um, I feel like it's more visible. I think it has more stuff going on, even though the series kind of gets a little fucked. <laughs> um, but um, Aaron, we we could probably still go through IMDb and stuff if you yeah. if you want. We can still pull up like all that. Um, so while while you're getting all that up, I wanna I kind of want to um, talk about like our, our state of our country right now because uh, Aaron and I we live in the U.S. And there's a lot of really, really bad shit happening right now, especially me as a parent. Um, there's a lot of, like, scary things that are going on. And I did have a whole thing written. Uh, I kind of erased it. I kind of want to go off my, my gut right now um, and kind of just talk about what's going on. But um, I want to start off saying that if you are one of these people who is blaming kids or blaming or saying you need fucking booby trap schools um go fuck yourself um take your gun that you're so in love with um and shove it up your ass with the safety off um seriously because this is absolutely gross um in case if people listening are, are not uh aware of what just happened uh within like the last week there was a massive school shooting um, at a uh, school, uh, Rob Elementary in uh, Baldy, Texas, and there was 19 children and two teachers that were killed um, by this 18-year-old was able to buy not one, but two AR-15s. 
and a shit ton of ammo without being checked um, for anything. He, he got it online, uh, didn't have to show ID, didn't have to do any kind of background checks. Uh, he just bought it outright and able to attain it. And um, once he got it, uh, he he kind of, from what I uh, am gathering from everything that's on and what's being said right now is um, he got it. He attacked his grandmother, who was in the hospital right now, and I think she survived. And he left and headed to elementary school filled with um, kids. And uh, everybody who was slaughtered, because that's what they were, everybody who was slaughtered there was from the age of 10. To, I think the oldest teacher was uh, third or 37 or something like that. Still young. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. And um, another thing that I just found out that one of the teachers um, was slaughtered there. Her husband, who was taking care of her kids, actually had a heart attack and he died. So now the kids are um, you know, orphans, essentially. And it's fucking disgusting. Our leaders right now uh, are on vacation. Uh, Congress is on vacation. Uh, I think that thing to come back June 11th. And the reason why I think they're doing this, I want this to blow over, but this is a situation that we, we cannot let slide again. And I want to stress right now that I'm not a huge political person. trying not to do any political on this show. But... I think this goes way above politics at this point. It's literally in life and uh, children's life at risk right now because we have people in power who are so for their fucking guns that a representative, I forget which state, literally said, children are a small sacrifice for my right to bear arms. A fucking leader is saying that 19 children who were slaughtered and the two teachers that were slaughtered was a small price pay or a small sacrifice for him to have guns. I'm sorry, but this guy, like, he needs to be brought out to the back and shot in the face with a fucking shotgun. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, so pissed off and I know a lot of other people are really pissed off there's a lot of people trying to start a protest right now that I wish was happening a lot closer um, to where we are because I would love to join it vote all these motherfuckers out and um, it needs to happen uh, anybody is voting and if you're not voting please sign to sign up to vote because I think this year is going to be very important um, these people need to be be gone. They need to fuck out of here, and it's kind of the point where we need to start voting on single issue. Our single issue right now is to vote for anybody who is not being paid by the NRA, who is um, somebody who wants gun control, because that's what we need. All these people out there are saying, we don't need gun control, we need better health care or whatever. Like, okay, I'm, I'm okay for that, too. What's What's Let's put money, <laughs> like, let's put money into healthcare. Do they do it? No, they don't. And that's what a lot of these people are saying right now. You know, a lot of um, 
Republicans are, are, are spinning that right now or saying that we need to be putting more money into healthcare. Guess what? I think I read that Texas got like a shit ton of money. It was, it was like 500000 or some shit like that. Some ridiculous number that they were supposed to be putting towards healthcare. And if, I, if I'm saying it correctly, that they put most of it to the police. And I'm sorry, but your police are doing shit. Yeah, then we're, uh, you know, why, why? It's. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't want to do shit. All that funding. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's so disgusting that I think it was like 77 minutes total, I think is what they tallied so far of the uh, children, teachers, staff wrapped in this and new times people were on their phones calling eight nine times saying that someone needs to come in here nothing they were outside literally putting parents to the ground and threatening to tase and arrest them because they wanted to save their children if this was my son I dude the shit that I've been reading that some of these kids had to do to survive is something they should they should never do. Um, like there was one girl who had to literally cover herself in her her dead friend's blood, lay underneath a table to pretend that she was dead for seventy seven minutes. How fucking gross and disgusting is that? It's. It's unbelievable, and there are people that are our leaders right now who are saying, "Yeah, that's okay. It's just, that's a small sacrifice, so I can I can carry okay, my I five thousand guns." Okay, uh, I'm all for you having um, a weapon that is registered and you got background checked for home. Okay, no, I'm all for like that. Like a hand, a shotgun. Yeah, no. shotgun, or. Or something like that, that, you know, it's for home defense, and obviously you went through the checks and whatnot. Or, like, if you're going to a gun range and um, something that they have there. Yeah, for sport. Yeah, yeah that, that they have on stock for you to use at there. Okay, I'm fine with that. But something needs to be done about the people who are able to go without being checked. They can go online, buy a gun without being checked, and buying automatics. Like, an AR-15, nobody needs They no. do not need that. They don't. They don't need AK-47s or, or any automatic weapon like that that shoots, like, crazy. All right? That, that's... It's so unnecessary. It's like, why do you need that other than to kill? That is the only reason that people have guns, essentially, is to kill or to go to a gun range. Okay. That's fine. If you go into a gun range, it's regulated. Thing is, in the U.S., people are so hung up on the Second Amendment. You understand what the Second Amendment is? This was written back when we had fucking muskets, where we had minute men, okay? Because it takes a minute to reload that motherfucker. <laughs> and we still have this. And it needs to be rewritten as it was... For that, and it needs to be for a well-regulated militia. Is an individual person a well-regulated militia? No, they're not. Uh, are the cops technically a well-regulated militia? 
uh, in a way. Yeah. Um, but this was like for for war because of what was going on yeah. back then. There's also a different, super different times. It's a lot of laws, and the thing is, like the constitution, it were written in a way for them to be, uh, you know, um, rewritten or adapted to current times. It's never one. No, they're not. They just leave them as they are. Like, there's so many things in there that are so outdated that if I were to go on and, and look at all the... I could probably tell you that we don't need But I'm not going to do that because I'm focusing on this one that people are so fucking horny for that will literally go and... I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but there's actually a place you can go and marry your gun. Okay. There's people who go and marry their guns. Like, <clears throat> what... I don't understand why you would even need that. This is just proves the fact that they just really want to go and fuck their guns. <laughs> and they're willing to let 10-year-olds get slaughtered for it. It's disgusting. But I just want to say that um, we need to do something about this. I I am so afraid for my son to start school. Here. It's his first year starting school. Um, And I don't want to get a call or see on the news that there was a school on his and he doesn't make it alive. My son is the sweetest, most beautiful human that I know. Obviously, you know, I helped create him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's it's so sad. Like, I was holding him the other night. I didn't say anything to him. But I was just holding him and just thinking, like, what if he was here right now? What if that was him? That was, And he didn't come. I want you guys to think about that. If you have kids, or even if you don't have kids, it doesn't even fucking matter. Just think about that and how it affected and how it is affecting families right now. Because I can't imagine what they're going through yeah. other than them trying all that they possibly can to make these and these cowards do something. Ed Cruz is a he needs to be fucking slaughtered. Put him in the hallway. He believes that schools need one door. Or at least one door open. That's it. So he, he wants it. So if there's an emergency, say there's a fire or something, you have to make a single file line and have all like these the people. Like the station get fire in Providence all over again. Yeah, and we don't. <laughs> we definitely don't want that. But that that's just inviting uh, a sick individual who needs, um, obviously, mental help where our, our, our health care system does not allow or help anybody in that situation fucking expensive or it's hard to get especially if you're in like a, a, a poor community like this the Uvalde um, area that, that this happened I was poor and mm-hmm. I think it was a relative um, black community if I remember um, so they weren't getting a lot of support and that's another thing that people are thinking that's why the cops didn't fucking do anything which honestly in this day and age I don't nothing surprises me anymore. I don't I don't put it past them for not wanting to do to do anything fucking sick they there was what you, you said there was like fifty or something, something like that, right? Of cops there, all outside yeah. of this fucking school, just twiddling their thumbs because they didn't want to go in there and get shot. Some border patrol guy had to come over and do it. I read today that he came out and said that he did it because he was getting sick and tired of the cops not doing it. So this guy who just you know was on the border because I guess it's close to the border, they have border patrol over there, and he went in there and and took up the gunman because the cops didn't want to do it because. 
Ray doing a good shot. Uh, Bitch, it's your fucking job. Went in there and did it. <laughs> it's your job to go in there and throw your body at the situation, not let the the teachers protect the kids. Because in the at the end, it didn't it didn't protect them as much as they wanted to. There's there everybody in that school has such trauma now, like on any level. Like yeah, these kids are young, but they're at an age right now where they are soaking in all of this. Information. Because a brain is a sponge, especially at ten, uh, or even like younger than that, it's it's so disgusting, and uh, this something needs to be done. Be done. And our president also isn't. It. He's he's saying that us we need to go do something, bitch. You're the fucking president. <laughs> you need to do something. You need to bring these motherfuckers back from Congress. You need to be pressuring their ass. Do something. And I know as soon as they get back, they're going to start some kind of fucking filibuster, which I personally think needs to be abolished. I also think the Second Amendment needs to be fucking abolished, because at this point, no one deserves a gun. Nobody. Right. I don't give a fuck. You don't deserve a weapon. You don't. Are you in the military? No. Are you a cop? I don't. Actually, I don't even think cops need a fucking gun, because they don't do shit with it. They don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they kill, you know, um, black people and shit like that. That's so fucked, dude. They would rather go and do that than go in and, and save innocent children and teachers. But they'd rather go in these, these poor communities and, and seek out these people, a lot of them. Uh, the, I guess there was another instance that there was a, uh, a young kid. I think he was in his, I think he was like 13 or 14. He was in the playground playing with like a squirt gun or something, and they shot him while they were in the car. Before they even got out of the car, they went out and killed him. I've read stories about cops killing dogs too. It's disgusting. Like our the American experiment. This isn't even a dream anymore. The American experiment is fucking done. Like it's it's awful. I would rather go to like France or some other place where this shit doesn't Bora happen. Bora. <laughs> yeah, Bora Bora. Like we need to do something. I honestly, I would be okay. With somebody invading us right now because of as long as I don't die, if it's not like a, a super violent thing, if they just come over here to do like a, a talk or something like that, to be like you need to stop doing this or like hold our like leaders hostage or something, take the ones out that are not doing shit. Because they don't deserve to, to have that seat. They really don't. They don't deserve to have any sort of power or anything. It's it's just so disgusting. I'm sorry that we're starting this episode off really heavy. But like I said, this is something that needs to be talked about. This isn't something we're just going to forget. Cannot let this slide again. Can't. There's been way too many school shootings for the past, about like 20, probably even more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disgusting. And um, somebody was doing math the other day that I, I was looking at and listening to. I guess since the start of this year, there has been almost six school shootings every month. And there's been a total of like 200 mass shootings. And guess what they're all using? AR-15s. Baby, yeehaw! <laughs> Fucking take this shit and shove it up her ass. Yeehaw, man! My right to bear arms! Woohoo! <laughs> so uh, if you are listening to the show and you believe in booby-trapping schools or arming kids, which is really fucking sick, people are saying that, or arming teachers, which is also really fucking sick, or the one... Th- one door theory type thing that like Ted Cruz is thinking 
or like you need to literally make a school prison. Um, go fuck yourself and stop listening to. That's that's it. Just get the fuck out of here. We don't we don't want you here at all, and something needs to happen. And uh, I'm gonna be doing all that I can, or that we are going in the right direction, not going, not even backwards. We're going literally into hell. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we are into hell. Our America is burning, burning bad. But I think, other than that, um, all we can do is vote as much as we can. If you can protest where you are, protest. Um, I know that there are schools throughout the country who are planning walkouts. And another thing that's really pissed off is that principals are telling the parents, like sending out mass emails saying that if a child walks out there, get in um, an unexcused absence, which is really fucking sick. Um, you shouldn't be. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be punishing the kids. Like doing that is it fucked. So if you are in a community that um, is supporting these walkouts, um, I'm right there with you. If you are somebody who's saying that they shouldn't be doing these walkouts, that there shouldn't be any kind of protests, that we need to move on, go fuck yourself because um, you're the problem. Um, I hate to say that. I hate to say that about my own country, but. It's true that we have a lot of people here that um, stupid toys uh, over lives. But that's just my input. Probably uh, go on to Friday from that, unless there's any last uh, remarks you want to add, Aaron. Oh, said it all. Yep. You know. To be first. <laughs> I try. Guys. Mike has been acting really weird today, so hopefully um that's not picking up too much weirdness. One more second. Sorry guys. I'll probably leave this in. <laughs> A little bit of comedy, I guess. Um, Aaron, if you want to uh, pull up the IMDB and um let us know what's going on. Once again, sorry guys for the heavy topics, but like I said, this is something that needs to be really loud and in people's fucking faces. Um, so do all you can to support, okay? Because I don't want another um, school or any place like a grocery store. That's another thing that happened. There was a big shooting that happened at a grocery store, a grocery uh, store that um, killed a bunch of um, bunch of people. It was it was awful. So um, that's all I have to say on this. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll move on to the movie now. All right, All right, so what do we got going on in here? Well, so for Friday the 13th, we have Betsy Palmer, who plays Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, that's, uh, the I think, the most... Probably the biggest name. Yeah, I think she made the most off of this. If I remember, it was like ten grand or or something like that to buy a new car, something like that. Hmm. Um, she was also in Part 2. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Yeah. Mr. Roberts. Oh. Yeah, she did like a lot of like classic stuff. Um, a lot of like uh, TV Anna. shows. Yep. Uh, Hang time, the fear. Yeah, a lot of like uh, I assume small parts, but like you know lesser known shows and movies. Yeah. Um. And then we have Ad- Oops. Adrian King who plays Alice. And yeah, I would I would say for because she technically is like the leading role in this film she doesn't really do a lot 
No. <laughs> I don't think any of them really do uh, a lot. Get killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she was in part two as well. Uh, yeah. Jason Rising. Um, Tales of Pooh. A lot of horror. Silent Night, Bloody Night. I know that she, she still goes to a lot of conventions and stuff. Um, so Yeah. I would love to meet a full cast of a Friday movie right. to be honest um, and then we got Janine Taylor who plays Marcy um, Marcy she was just the first one uh, Crystal Lake Memories which I believe is a documentary yeah right? that's, a, that's a really good one to watch if you want like an overview of everything and going and it's kind of like the um, Nightmare on Elm Street one that they had uh, Never Sleep Again that's also really really good um, so you guys should check those out um, and then you got Robbie Morgan who plays Annie. Yeah, she uh, doesn't really live that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's okay. Um, and then, of course Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Ah. You need to download the IMDb man. Yeah, I know. I keep meaning to. Um, Kevin Bacon who plays Jack. I mean, everyone knows Kevin Bacon. Yeah. He's also in Tremors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Harry Crosby, who plays Bill. Uh, Lori Bartram as Brenda. Uh, Mark Nelson as Ned. Peter Brower. Yeah. Steve Christie. Yeah. So it's a pretty um, it's a big cast for a lot of like disposable characters. Yeah, it's a big cast for a movie that doesn't actually do a whole lot for no. what the rest of the series kind of um, is, you know. Mm-hmm. Do we have, oh, excuse me, a budget or anything like that? Um, or is IMDb going to be an asshole and not give us that today, too? Let's see. Budget. 550000 estimated. Okay. For, um, what, 1980, right? That's not too yeah. bad, I guess. Um, and then uh, opening weekend... It made $5,816,321. Okay, so that definitely made its money back in a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Um, right, Rotten Tomatoes. All right, I haven't seen the score on this one, so I'll take a guess, I guess. All right, critic score, 56 reviews. Only 56? Yeah. Critic score. This is kind of like a a movie that is held kind of high, but I know a lot of people have mixed feelings. So I'm gonna go kind of in the middle. I'll say like 62. 63. That, 63. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's not certified fresh, right? No. Okay, because if it was, I would say the certified fresh meter is fucked. Then because <laughs> we've had movies that were like in the 70s were certified fresh. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Maybe it's based on like the quality of the reviews or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then the audience score, 100,000 plus ratings. Critics love, I mean, not critics, the uh, the audience love, love, love this film. But I'm still going to go in, kind of in the middle. I'm going to say, I'll go a little bit above. I'll go in the 70s. I'll say like 71. 60%. Exactly? Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I should have went lower. Well, they were kind of, I guess, aligned, so that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, it's blatant exploitation of the lowest order. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's the first of its kind, but for like what it was riding off of and what they were copying. Yeah. Um, there are definitely better choices out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you really have to wonder why exactly made the Friday 13th series so wildly successful. 
Yeah. Uh, it is really weird how it kind of like took off. Yeah, right. Because it really like it's not a bad movie, but no. it's not a great movie either. No, it's very like in the middle. Um, like all those reviews are saying, you know, like sixty and sixty-three percent. It is very in the middle, but it's yeah, it's like, a movie you have to watch if you're a horror fan. I think like you can't skip on this. Yeah. Like this one kind of sums it up. It says although nothing about the film stands out as incredibly imaginative, the production isn't without a certain level of amusement. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that definitely sums it up. Um. So, uh, I think we're just gonna kind of jump into our overall um, thoughts or anything like that. Anything that really stuck out to us? If there's any like gripes that we have with this, because I do have some gripes with this film. Um. So we're going to do that with uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, this came out in 1980. Uh, you know, kind of... Un- Hello? Who's that? Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One. Texas Chainsaw, um, 
And if I remember correctly, I think, uh, shit, I forget the writer, but I know Sean Cunningham wanted uh, this to kind of play off of Halloween. He wanted to take some stuff from it because he thought that uh, it was going to make him a lot of money, and it, it did. <laughs> it, it made him a lot of money because oh, yeah. he knew that horror was, in a way, the way to make money, which is kind of weird because you don't really hear that from directors or writers or even actors of saying like yeah horror we, i go That's into where the money's it at. <laughs> yeah i go into it for the money uh sometimes I just go into it just because it's it's cheap and easy to make and sometimes they don't even plan on it and they just end up doing it yeah it, you know it's it's weird so uh i will say that this film is pretty slow uh for like an hour and a half film i think it's about an hour and a half yeah uh it takes a while for anything to really happen um, the acting is, I would say, like, it's subpar. I'm not going to say it's anything amazing. It's, like, average 80s yeah. horror acting. <laughs> Very throwaway characters. I mean, this whole franchise is filled with throwaway characters because they, they want the body count. And this is definitely a movie that brings that, that if you want a body count, you go to the Friday uh, franchise for and I think that's another reason why it's so profitable and it's so um, popular is because it deals with teenagers always having sex <laughs> and is a body count. I mean, it kind of almost, like, created that stereotype for a lot of other horror movies, you know, and, like, kind of paved the way with, like, the whole, like, teenagers having sex and... yeah. You know, and doing the all camp, that. like you know. I mean, I love a good camp setting in a horror film. I don't know if it's because of Friday the Thirteenth or if it's just because I think camps are creepy. Uh, I have been at camps and in, in my life, and they're always it's always something off about they just it. Have like a weird vibe to them. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to a thing that's uh, that was around us called Nature and Me. Aaron, I don't know if you ever went to that, Mm-mm. but at the end of your, I think it was like fourth grade. Uh, during the summer you'd go for I think it's like a month or something like that or a couple weeks and you'd go and learn about nature and you'd do all these things and you'd be you know in in cabins bunked with other uh, schools or friends or anything like that and you'd go to like a, a mess hall and the food there was really fucking good I have to say that I remember the food being really good you know I was really really young but you'd go and you'd learn about uh, stuff because where we are there was a lake so you'd go, and we would collect plankton, which is really, really weird that we did that. We went to and uh, and like investigated, um, but without besides all of the the science stuff, there was um, I think the last night, and this is what I think. Every time I think of a camp, this is what I think of. We did. Uh, it was like a a manhunt. I don't know if you guys ever played manhunt. Oh, yep. Uh, so they set that up, the the counselors and the people who were running the camp set up this manhunt. And we went into different groups. And the killer, because they, they wanted it to be a killer for some reason, was a guy wearing a rain a yellow rain jacket with a hook for a hand. <laughs> and we had to stay away from other groups, but we had to go and find clues in like these like areas of uh, like the whole place we're staying at this camp. And every now and then there would be like an alarm that went off and it was loud as fuck. <laughs> so as like a fourth grader, so I would be like 10 or so, I think around that age. I think I think it's appropriate mm-hmm. age. So 
That scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, my question is, what is the hash singing slasher doing at your camp? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> and I, every time I think about that, though, I think of the killer from um, The Last Action Hero. Uh, the guy at the end, I forget his fucking name. But the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's mm-hmm. fighting the guy on the roof and he's wearing the yellow rain jacket and it's <laughs> raining and shit. That's what I think of every time. So I guess I do have some like PTSD with camps and stuff and it's all because of that. And I think it's also mixed in with Friday. Uh, so every time I go to any kind of camp like setting, whether I'm staying there or if I'm just visiting, it's such a weird vibe. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious it's if there's so anybody else out there. And... Yeah. If there's anybody else out there that it kind of feels the same way or, or went to something like nature and me i really want to know about it uh email us or comment on one of our posts or something about it because i really weird want to experiences know. scary experiences yeah because i mean camp is it's fucking weird and bugs everywhere like why does anybody want to put themselves in that situation of being <laughs> eaten alive i never could understand that even like going to the beach i'm not an outdoor person i hate the sun <laughs> um i always have lights off in in my house uh, my son hates it, <laughs> but I usually have the lights on if he asks for it. But I, I love being in the dark. I'm sorry. I'm a vampire. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, back to Friday the 13th. Other than it being like really slow, it takes a while for kills to kind of happen. There's a lot of goofy characters like, um, what the fuck's that guy's name? Crazy, crazy Ralph or oh, something. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, you're all doomed. You're all so doomed. That guy, I mean, he's probably like the best part of the film, to be honest, <laughs> just because he's fucking crazy. Crazy Ralph. Um, what are your, uh, do you have any gripes or anything with this film, Aaron? Um, well, as you know, I, I don't really like slow burns, and this is a little bit of a slow burn in a way, but, like, yeah, it, it is. Now that you're saying that, kind of, it's like a slasher slow burn. Yeah. Because it takes so long for the shit to happen. And but, it's like a, like, you know, like a who did it type thing, even though yeah, it's, it's like not a good who, who did it. <laughs> no. But, um, other than that, I mean, I think it's, you know got a good it's a good experience watching it you know um like it's got what you want in a slasher film it's got kills was it i think it's a total of what 10 kills something like that 10 or 11 or something like Um, that so it's got a good body count yeah for the first in the franchise and it keeps it exciting towards the end but Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it's it's a run-of-the-mill 80s you know horror slasher yeah it's just going off all the but it did like I said, kind of paved the way for a lot of like you know like um anybody everybody knows fucking Jason. Like yeah. He's... Even though it's funny considering that this movie doesn't even have Jason in it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's it's always weird that you would connect with the Jason that everybody knows that came out in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. No one connects with um, you know Mrs. Voorhees or anything like that. No one connects with um, Sackhead Jason, which I think looks fucking awesome. Yeah, right. They should have kept that for a little bit longer than they did. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy to know that this movie really did pave a way for so many movies after, and it kind of evolved every. And not even movies, just like different like pop culture and like you know. Yeah, but but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's definitely, it's definitely something like you gotta timeless, see. but yeah, it um, is in its own way. Uh, if I if I had to pick a Friday the Thirteenth movie that 
I would want to watch all the time. I'm always tossing between four and five. Sometimes two, just because I love seeing Sackhead Jason. Um, but I never really go to three, even though that's, you know, obviously uh, Hockey Mask appearance. Jason. Yeah. Um, as long yeah. as it's not the 2009 one. <laughs> that one was weird. Uh, if, we were, if we're going to go into that, yeah, that's... I like how they kind of reimagined it. Like, I, I, it was a good idea in theory, but it just, like, it's... I don't know. It, I feel like they tried... They did. They tried to squeeze three movies into one. Yeah, they did. And it just it didn't work out, I feel like. And, like, the production, like, it was good, but, like, it was just over the top, I feel like. And, like, because mm-hmm. it didn't have that same vibe that, like, no. the original had. I think if they were able to kind of replicate that scene like i think if they stuck with the mother who did it and she lasted and they kind of made a, a thing out of mrs Voorhees. so what mm-hmm. would have been really fucking cool is if we actually had a friday the 13th movie of young jason and it's just young jason and it's him turning going through camp going through camp and turning into this thing essentially because he's just like a i'm a mutant humanoid zombie dude like he just I, I doesn't die <laughs> i just don't know how else to really describe him once you start He's evolving like, into other um installments yeah it's kind of like with michael myers just like a being like an entity almost except he does have like that physical like you know yeah but like, michael he has so much i think michael has way more personality and I, people are probably gonna hate me for this I think Michael has more personality than Jason. Yeah. No, I mean, Jason, sure. once you start getting, you know, like, um, Kane in there and doing the, um, um, the fucking breathing. Oh, yeah. Once he starts doing shit like that. But, uh, I really think Michael, he just, Michael scares me more than Jason. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why Halloween has always stuck with me. Uh, and that's why I have so many masks and shit of him. But, yeah. There's just something about these 80s slashers that they're like entities and not really people, unless you're going into like the single um, movie slashers where it's only one thing like Blood Rage, you know, like that's mm-hmm. a, an actual person who's doing shit. Or um, what's another really good one? Pieces. Um, pieces is that's a, it's a person who's really fucked up in the head. Yeah, it's. I don't know. But, like, yeah, it's got, like, a supernatural, like, almost, like-esque kind of... Yeah, and the video game for Friday the 13th really, like, solidified that, too, with him being able to move really fast in water Mm -hmm. and shit like that and and essentially, like, teleporting and stuff like that. Which, again, I think it's good in a way that leaves things to the imagination a little bit and kind of lets people theorize, Mm -hmm. you know, a bit unlike... You know, like, we wouldn't be... T- you know, if it was confirmed that he was, like... Obviously, he was human at one point, but, like, you know, if he was just, like, a fucking zombie, you know, we would mm-hmm. be like, oh, Jason was a zombie. We wouldn't yeah. be having this debate right or conversation right now, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's definitely a zombie once uh, you hit, I think, Jason Lives. Because mm-hmm. uh, he comes back in the whole, like, Frank- Frankenstein style, which is another <laughs> really good movie, to be honest. I yeah. like that one. Just because it really freshens up, I think, the, the whole um, franchise. Yeah. But for the first installment that we're, we're talking about today, it's you don't think it's going to go in the way that it has gone. You think 
that this would be like a one and done. Yeah. And that's how it's I always feel after watching it. Honestly, a little underwhelming. Yeah, it's because it's like Mrs. Voorhees gets her head chopped off. Okay. Yeah. That's which okay. that's one thing I did like about the remake. It got. I mean, not that the kills weren't creative. Like, I love some of the kills in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, the arrow through the bed is just mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, but, uh, like, you know, what I like, you know, for, for instance, in the remake, the one kill where he fucking, he sticks the machete through the dock and fucking pulls the chick yeah. through. You know, you're not going to see that in an 80s movie, you know? No, even with Tom Savini doing a lot of crazy stuff, because yeah. he worked on this film, and I mean, Tom Savini is oh, God. he's a mastermind, yeah. He, he is God, you know? He did so much good shit for all of these really shitty films, and I, I think everybody needs to really owe it to Tom. Because I think without him, the works just wouldn't be as Pulled good up, as yeah. they are today. I mean, if you look at some of the movies that he did, obviously, with higher resolutions and stuff, you're going to see the makeup kind of fall apart. But um, that's, you know, just a product at the time. Especially mm-hmm. with this film, with the with the arrow through the neck. I have, like, the... I think I have all them on Blu-ray. And uh, for certain kills, even in other movies in, in the franchise, that the effects really start to fall apart you can see where the prosthetic is and where it's not where if you were to watch this on the rails and stuff or even a vhs you probably wouldn't be able to tell the the difference um but it's still it's still like it's uh, i like little things like that though anyway mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of charming almost in a way like it you know it just shows the authenticity of it yeah um and you know the work that was put into it you know it shows exactly. that it wasn't just like fucking programmed in you yeah know, exactly somebody actually created that yeah especially this day and age there's so much cgi like aaron and i always say cgi and you know practical if they're Basically mixed and blended yeah. good enough then i'm okay with that but if it's just straight up cgi to replace something um that you can't do you know physically in a good and uh, steady budget uh, then okay, that's uh, that's fine, I guess. But I don't know. I'm always more practical than sure. CGI, yeah. and I think everybody kind of is like that, except for maybe a few who are like, yeah, CGI is the best because you can do whatever you want with it. You can, you know, essentially make things look like a fucking video game. It has a place, like in movies, like you know, like the Avengers or like the Marvel movies. Yes, they need that. If they don't. If you know, that's fine, though, in that category, you know, that genre, you know, you expect it. Yeah. But, like, with horror, you know, stuff like blood and guts, you can replicate that by hand, you know? You want to see that, you mm-hmm. know? I want to see people ripping out spines and shit and trying to eat guts and <laughs> brains and stuff. I want to see that. But you want to see it like that, yeah, an effort was put into, like, making it look real, you know? Yeah. That wasn't just computer program. Yeah, exactly. And... As much as people don't want to think about this, but Scream, a lot of the movies going on were starting to, I think, kind of rely on a lot of CGI, especially, I think, even a new one. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of CGI that was happening there and not so much practical, which is kind of upsetting. Yeah. Uh, even though we kind of shat on that film, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't watched it since, so I really Me need either. to go, go give it another watch to see if um, over time... Uh, it's gonna like hit me a little bit different, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean the Halloween franchise, like they mix in 
CGI and like practical. Like I said, they comp- it works. It blends. It complements each other. Yeah, especially Halloween Kills. There was a lot of stuff that needed to be CGI that just wasn't um, practical. But one thing that is really cool is the whole, in that movie, the the firefighter scene, that they were filming all that in front of like a real burning building. So they only had like one take to do all that stuff. And that's nuts. Jesus. And everybody's like that's on ballsy. wires and stuff. <laughs> so like they were using a lot of practical stuff there. And then that's really, really ballsy and really, really cool. Uh, I it love that shit. Though. Yeah. So I'm, I am looking forward for the, for Halloween ends. I mean, am I like as hyped as I was for Halloween kills? No, because the way Halloween kills kind of ended, I, even though after talking to, um, to Logan about that stuff, I'm still kind of up in the air, but Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see if they, uh, made things right. Mm-hmm. But, Back to Friday the 13th. Um, trying to think if I have a favorite kill. I mean, everybody's always going to say, you know, the, the arrow through the neck, right? Um, but I've always kind of liked Mrs. Voorhees just because it was kind of out of nowhere in a way. Even mm-hmm. though a lot of it was like in slow motion. Uh, and it's at the end of the movie and you kind of already went through this kind of drag yeah. Uh, of a film and there's a lot of slow parts good. yeah and I don't know that one always stuck with me more I guess even like the the axe to the head is a I good one the axe is good too that's a good one but I don't know Mrs. Voorhees always kind of uh, stuck with me a little bit more but what about you Aaron um well besides the axe and the arrow in the bed I think that um the, the girl who gets like tied up and then shot with the bow and arrow. Oh yes, yes, that's because it kind of you know because it, t- it takes advantage of the uh, you know like the camp environment mm-hmm. and you know I mean you get shot with one arrow you know it's not going to kill you right away so the fact that she got stabbed mul- I mean uh, shot multiple times you yeah, know that just sucks I don't want to ever be yeah. in that situation she was she probably suffered um, yeah so that that sucks um, do you have a favorite because this movie is kind of riddled with jump scares. Mm. Do you have a favorite jump scare? If if there's any that pop into your into your mm. head or anything, none that's really stick out. Honestly, I mean, obviously everybody's gonna say, "Oh, the fucking ending with Jason and stuff." Uh, uh, yeah, but I kind of, even though I think of this one more as a jump scare e kill instead of a an actual like good kill, is the one with um with uh fucking steve christie when he's um talking and it's the pov shot and he gets stabbed because you're not expecting it so it always makes me kind of kind of jump at that one so i Mm -hmm. i classify that one almost as like a jump scare just because you're not really seeing what's happening and it's just all in the body in the face yeah i've always liked that one plus it's at night and it's it's kind of well lit up by like the sign and his his jeep and stuff so it's Mm -hmm. a cool like Little yeah, area. I do like the use of, use of like the POV shots in this movie, like um, towards the beginning where um, I wish they did more of that in the series, uh, yeah. you know, and just kind of kept that theme throughout. Yeah, I, I remember reading a long time ago. I think this is before all the lawsuits and shit happened. That there was actually going to be like a quote unquote found footage, like Friday the Thirteenth film, and it was going to be like all, all right. POV. And it was probably gonna be really cheesy and and weird, but probably, I would have watched it. I would have watched it. Yeah, I would love to see it in a different light because I think if they're ever gonna bring back this franchise and bring in a new installment, even though the, the lawsuits are still kind of going on, 
Um, it's just greed and money. You know, one person wants this and one person wants that. It's like, mm-hmm. why can't you guys just get together and make these films and both get an even split? It's I, I hate shit like that. Um, I it's think too if, complicated. <laughs> yeah, I think if they were going to bring it back, they need to do something like that. Or, like, what else could they do instead of, like, a found footage type thing? They could probably do it through the eyes of Jason. Like, mm. him actually going and coming back from the dead and you following him and not the, the, the counselors. Yeah. Or even if it's him and they kind of went off and did a little bit more how they were trying to do, like, the city life thing. If they did more of that, him roaming in, like, a concrete jungle. Yeah, you know, right. kind of like a predator type thing, but we're focusing on him going from like neighborhood to neighborhood, just slaughtering people, trying to get his way back <laughs> to to Crystal Lake would mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but or yeah, just like something fresh, you know. It or, needs to. You can't just keep doing the same shit over and over. Other again. than that, though, just leave it alone. If yeah. Not- no more remakes. No more <laughs> remakes. No more installments of remakes. Okay. <laughs> um, Texas Chainsaw did that to death. To death. <laughs> um, I mean, Halloween, I guess, has been rebooted a couple of times, but each time it's been rebooted, it's been freshened up. It's been different. Well, a lot of these series, when they when they go into reboot, like. Um, areas it's kind of just rehashing what happened there's nothing fresh or exciting that's going on yeah um, I'm trying to think I guess people would say Nightmare on Elm Street was like it was rebooted but was it good mm-hmm. no it was kind of rehashing the same shit that was going on but just made it a little different like slight like a different skin and just really gross yeah and keeping things that you would you were just kind of um what's that word fucking um insinuating or whatever thinking mm-hmm. that he was like a you know a child molester or whatnot but the remake actually made him that instead of you thinking that's what he was back in the day because they never really said that yeah in the original films you know um scream would you consider scream five or for five cream or five cream <laughs> What the fuck do we call it? Scream, scream. Yeah, for, for cream or something like cream. that. Whatever the fuck we call it. Like, would you consider that one being like a reboot, even though they're doing the whole requel shit? But get that um, out of here. But just like straight up, like reboot. Do you consider that one a reboot or a continuation? I think um, I'm gonna go with the continuation though because yeah, it's got old, you know, characters coming back. Ooh. So rather they should have made it than that is another story but <laughs> yeah and now they're making another one and everybody's so fucking horny because Kirby's back like yeah I'm gonna are we gonna watch it of, of course we're gonna watch it you know it's are we gonna but like I might not it? like it <laughs> yeah and um that's okay you know yeah everybody's entitled to their own opinion I'll give every movie a chance though you know exactly even the shitty ones cause you never know sometimes the shitty ones are gems right um and that's what you know everybody's been figuring out over the last like 20 years from all these 80s movies that they're finding like hidden gems like like Blood Rage was one that was like shit on back then and now everybody love it mm-hmm. they love that movie I love that movie if the if a movie it's gives me some type of joy sauce. yeah that's definitely not cranberry sauce <laughs> like some kind of joy you know even if it's not in a way that I'm expecting it to you mm-hmm. know I'll give it the benefit of the doubt like I'll you know but um, I think what would be interesting is if they tried doing a Friday the 13th movie in the style of a Jalo. Hmm. 
That would be. Uh... That would. Be, it would be weird. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know. But if they were to bring it back, that's or... blending a lot of different uh, subgenres. Yeah, that would themes. keep it fresh. People would just be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Um, you just got like Jason walking through the woods with like flashes of red and yellow. Yeah, and then you get cops lurking around, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be really, really interesting. Or if we kind of bring back like the verses that they were doing with like Jason and Freddy, if you know other. Um, <clears throat> Pinhead Come. versus Jason. <laughs> oh, Pinhead would win. Um, well, actually, I don't know. That's a, that's a. I'd say Pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, someone has to open up the box. Does Jason open up the box just to fuck with him? Yeah. <laughs> so he finds <laughs> a way to open up the box just to fuck with Pinhead. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> well, who has summoned? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Shit is going down. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be interesting as fuck. Um, I I've always wanted to see Michael versus Jason. Right. I I. Michael would tear him apart, dude. Michael would fuck him up. Yeah. Um, because Michael doesn't really have a weakness, but would would Jason wasn't Jason's weakness in water. Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, water. Say, yeah, I was gonna say water, but like he also goes in the water, which yeah, makes no which sense. it contradicts itself. Yeah. He, I mean, yes, he 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 drowned in water, but then there's also like he can go in water and and jump out of on boat to boats and shit and, <laughs> and he, drag people down but then he was also afraid of the water so it's like what are you guys doing here <laughs> yeah michael doesn't really really have one uh that i can think of just that thirst for blood yeah he's just a killing machine uh maybe his one weakness is the love of his his niece but even then it kind of falls apart because it gets really kind of creepy and, and, and gross <laughs> uh but that's like the only like quote unquote weakness i can think of for michael um who else uh freddie what well, obviously fire i think that's always been a thing and even yeah. before uh jason versus freddie ghost face is always pretty human it was always human so but like you know yeah, so bullets is his fucking bullets bullets or you know anything that can hurt a human <laughs> um uh, fucking did Pinhead have any weaknesses besides closing the box? And like, um, I think maybe if he were to have one, it would be like love because he's always about mm-hmm. like you know torture, and torture pain. and pain. So if you were to like go up and like, I'm gonna give you a hug and just <laughs> hu- like hug him forever, I wonder if he would like he just melt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Let's write a movie of just um, a group of hippies trying to like uh, pass the. Uh, pass love around to to the world and they come across the box and they open it because they think it's kind of some sort of like love symbol if they open it within the group it shares it and then the pinhead arrives and then they have to um uh, pass the love on to him <laughs> and that's what, what what kills him that would be interesting oh man uh, <laughs> leatherface what, what do you what would you say leatherface is definitely family i was gonna say um, yeah like his emotions we i don't think have you seen the, the new one yet i started it and then never finished it i don't blame you <laughs> um i i liked it first viewing i kind of liked it but then i went and watched it again with the thought of saw's family there's no fucking family in yeah. this film so like his reason of being isn't even like there. supposed to be there. Yeah. Huh. Um yeah, I think it's So his is definitely family and I think of just being too um not overpowered but like um intimidated. I think if he gets yeah. too intimidated, he kind of backs off. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know who who else is like a really big. I'm trying franchise? to think of like the core like. I mean, Leprechaun. There was always no like, give me me gold and shit like that. <laughs> so you would give him the gold. Vampires, you got garlic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like all the classic shit. Um, but I can't really think of like any other big franchises. I mean, we got like Candyman and stuff like that. But his weakness is. What is his weakness again? I think it's literally love, even though that's what he wants. So I think his weakness is even also his strength. the thing you want is the thing that hurts you. Yeah. <laughs> Be my victim. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... Which, speaking of Candyman... Candyman? Candyman. Candyman? Certain somebody followed us recently. Candyman, yeah. Yep. I don't know if anybody uh, is, is following us on Twitter, but yep, we have Sir Candyman, Sir Tony Todd following us, which is so weird, too, because <laughs> I don't, like, I do, like, like his posts and stuff um, if I see them, which is not all the time, so it's really weird that he did that, but it's really cool. Right. Because I've always seen people on Twitter, like, making it, like, their their goal to get Tony to follow yeah, them, and, and I didn't really do anything, just... <laughs> and he was just like, I'm gonna follow these follow. guys. <laughs> I think I like I liked the post they had that day, or I like no he I didn't like his post. Someone like posted on, like commented on his post, and I think I liked that, and I meant to to like his, but I never went back and did it, and uh-huh. then he followed us. <laughs> so um yeah, that's really really cool that we're starting to get to this level that I'm always saying to everybody. I know we're getting like way off topic of Friday the Thirteenth, but we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, we're getting on this level of the show where we can start interviewing and getting like um, early looks at movies, which we are going to be doing a review this week. I don't want to put too much until we do that review, until I get like the okay to say stuff. Um, and just being followed by like these icons that I, I look up to and Aaron looks up to is it's crazy, dude. Just knowing the journey of the show is, is nuts. And How far it's come. And uh, it's really all to everybody who listens, watches, and supports the show. Um, anything helps. You guys don't have to be um, subscribing to us to unlock the videos on Spotify if you don't want to. You don't have to be on our Patreon if you don't want to. Um, just sharing our episodes is uh, enough for us. Uh, if you listen to it, that's fucking awesome. And um, obviously, that's why, why we're doing this because we want people to listen to our show and listen to our views on things um and i know it's been really crazy the last couple of weeks uh especially this week has released three episodes uh two interviews and a uh a movie review next week we're going to be going to our actual schedule that i want which is going to be one review and one movie uh we have let me see let me i can tell you guys how many actual um interviews that we have next week so we have um one two three we have four interviews and one guest spot on another show and then one guest coming on next week and then the week after that we have two interviews and a couple guest spots so we have a lot of stuff lined up and these are all going to be spaced out as much as i possibly can unless you guys want the two interviews and one movie review a week. All I can, at once. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can space it out throughout the week. Um, but I think one and one is, is going to yeah. be okay. We'll experiment that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I guess back to Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, is there one 
camp counselor that you despised? Like, that you wanted them dead immediately? Um, the fucking dude in the beginning, the one that, where they're making out in the cabin, he's like, oh, hey, we weren't doing anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, I was happy when he died. He was, was kind of annoying, kind of a douche. I always wanted Kevin Bacon to die first, just because he's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he was annoying me or anything, just because I wanted to see Kevin Bacon die, and he died in a really cool way. He did. Um, and now if this was a real life thing, like, yeah, that guy died in a really cool way, that would be so <laughs> fucked up of us for us to say. Right. But it's a movie, so we, we are allowed to say that, and we are um, critiquing it in our own way. Uh, this is weird, not going through an actual, like, yeah. script. Well, it's like everybody has seen this movie, had to have seen this movie at least once. We've seen it probably a thousand times each. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many podcasts out there talking about all the mainstream um, franchises and stuff. So a lot of the things we are covering this year are kind of going, like, they're well-known, and that's what I wanted to do, but they're not, like, ones that are talked about a lot, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, um... I think next year we're going to have to really hammer on these franchises unless we just don't want to do that because it's already been talked about so much. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, because there are things that I want to talk about and go through, but I just don't know if it would be worth it because of so many people have already talked about them. Yeah. So we'll just bounce we'll it. go by, yeah. yeah, as we go. I mean, you guys let us know, too. Like, do you want to hear all these franchises and stuff that people have talked about to death? Do you want to hear our inputs on it? Or are you kind of over it and don't want to hear you about, like... the lesser-known shit. Yeah, like the whole Scream series or the whole, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or the rest of Friday the 13th. Or, like, even Leprechaun, which I don't think that many people really cover the Leprechaun films that mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, I do want to get to those because they get really wacky. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, I haven't seen those in years, so. Yeah, I think I have a box set of, of all of them, I think. I could be wrong, though. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that I feel like we we could cover, but it's just... It's probably all been covered to. before, you know. Yeah. So I kind of like sticking to, like, single movies and ones that are coming out now like straight to like streaming and stuff yeah uh, i like covering those ones a lot i do want to get into covering movies that come out you know as they're coming out but it's sometimes it's really hard to do that stuff especially with our schedules and also you have to compete with all these other people that are doing it at the same time yeah so that's also why i like to kind of wait a week or two before we do that but if it aligns right like it did with scream then we would probably um do it that that day yeah um because everything else has just been coming out in such weird times i know and days that we're both super fucking busy always uh all right i guess we can get to our final verdicts on this because yeah. there's really not much else to talk about on this film other than the acting is kind of subpar it's a little slow um the end kill is really good the the last fucking like jump scare is good but the whole we're gonna set up a sequel type thing at the end. Didn't need that. No. Um, I like the cheesy uh, title card though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We de- they definitely have those throughout the whole series. So if you like cheesy title cards and really bland like um, credits and stuff, kind of became like the thing for it. Yeah. Then this is definitely the the series for you. <laughs> uh, I know this one's held 
high when people are talking about it, but review standards, it's kind of like in the middle, and I'm, I'm kind of there too. Yeah. In the middle, that I think I'm going to go 6 out of 10 um, and kind of align with the, the 60 and 63 just because I really do feel that. This doesn't really push too many of, uh, of boundaries. It really does rehash things from other series because that's what it was doing. Yeah. It was taking it from other series and stuff like that, but I don't know. I would I prefer other installments in this franchise over this one. Oh yeah. Um, like I would even watch two more more than this one mm-hmm. because it, it's more entertaining. Things happen quicker. So um, yeah, six out of ten blood splatters. All right. Yeah. Um, going from a review perspective, it's mm-hmm. you know like you said, yeah, it's kind of a subpar movie. Nothing crazy about it. Um, it's kind of typical. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it, like, started, like, a whole, like, era of, like, you know, and to this day people, you know, know of Jason or Friday the 13th, but exactly. I just haven't seen the movie. Yeah. I think for that reason it still holds, like, a kind of a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, and this was, I think you said this was, like, your first movie that you remember watching, pretty, too, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, and for that reason, um, I'll go a little higher. I'm gonna say seven. Seven. That's understandable. Yeah. I think in between like a six and a seven is 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 good for this film. I don't yeah, think it, it could ever go any higher than a seven, maybe seven point five. Even if you're a diehard fan, yeah, I think that's the highest that you're gonna get. Um, are the effects good? Yeah, they're good for what they are and for what they were using at the time. Um, and for Tom Savini's, you know, experience, he was really young. I think he was like 25 or 26 when he did mm-hmm. this. Um, so this definitely was like around one of his first films that he really did. Um, I don't know. I just really don't think it could get any any higher. It's just average. It's it really is. It's it's slightly above average, and that's okay for a slasher film. That's okay. It. it you know, it shows in nothing needs the numbers. to be perfect. You know, and you know, I mean, it made its money a lot. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, <laughs> so, it definitely made its money. So did what they wanted to do. Exactly, like you know, they wanted to go and make a horror movie to make money, and they went and did a horror movie that made money. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the marketing I think helped with that more than the actual film, and I guess oh, yeah, that's sure. okay. Mm-hmm. Def- probably the timing too. Yeah, and like you know, there are definitely films out there who have made a lot of money from marketing and not so much of the actual film and sometimes that's okay you know they get investors that do they give them a lot of money to do this stuff and sometimes the finished product isn't that great um but they went and made something and i always say if, if you make something then that's that's fucking awesome you know yeah um that's that's more than i can say other than this podcast with you we haven't really done anything too crazy yet um once we get a new camera and stuff i really want to start experimenting but uh, I think we have a couple of actually one for our comments from the void. Our comments from the void section. We have one comment from dissect that film, and these guys are great. I like listening to them. They actually went and re they went through the whole franchise on oh, Friday man. the Thirteenth. They did like. Uh, like 10 or 15 minutes on each one to kind of like summarize it mm-hmm. and they were kind of feeling the same about this so it's like kind of like a subpar like in, meeting in the middle uh, movie yeah and there, like I said there's definitely better installments to this franchise than the first and one just better franchises <laughs> yeah exactly and they say the one that started a ridiculously long franchise that spans decades yep 
Good kills, great effects, and a pretty interesting twist and threw me off even after watching it multiple times as a kid. Surprise, Swampy Boy. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. that The ending definitely you know, will get you. I think even until this day, there are people who watch it like, holy shit, that scared mm-hmm. the hell out of me. You know, it, it was there for a reason, and it still works yeah. today. I gave it credit for that. Yeah, it, it definitely holds up in, in that regard. Um, this whole film, it does hold up, as like, except for some of the effects I was saying. Because um, I always like to go and watch things in higher resolution, like I say all the time, just to see if things do fall apart. And really, it's just like discoloration on, you know, like skin to prosthetic. That's really it. Yeah. Um, lighting is, is really good. Um, the sceneries are beautiful. You know, they do a lot of scenery shots in this. They, they show you a lot of, like, the, the trees the lake and the and lake and the, and the houses or, or cabins. And, and I kind of like that. It really does set the vibe that you're there at camp. So that's definitely something that it does well. And most of the installments, I would say, do that pretty well. Um, but they never go any crazier than that. Yeah. They try to do the whole city life thing, and it kind of fell short because uh, the whole movie was on a fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the last, like, 10, 15 minutes, if that. Um, but, yeah, uh, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10. I really don't think it could go any higher. If you yeah. are someone who does rate it higher, I'd be interested to know... Why? And what you think about the movie. Yeah, and like what brings you to labeling it at a higher um, rating. I, I'm very, very curious to see if there's anybody out there who does do that. Uh, but I think most people would align with what we what we're saying. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much our run through of Friday the 13th. Um, like I was saying, I just didn't think it was necessary to go through the whole fucking thing and pick out moments and quotes and stuff just because it's been done <laughs> so much. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's pretty much it for this one. Um, I can say that next week um, we have some pretty interesting shit going on. I got to go rewatch this preview that we have here and I don't know if you've watched it yet. Uh, the one that's in the email. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's coming up that we got to do. I think that's Wednesday or Tuesday mm-hmm. or something like that. That we going, got going on. But next week, we're going to be having Candy on from the House of Screams to talk about Torso, which is a Jollo film. <laughs> and I can't wait to do that. That was supposed to be this week, but um, things got a little bit jumbled up. Uh, kind of on my part for not, um, you know, realizing how late in the week it was because I was editing and getting all these interviews and stuff out. And thank you guys so much for listening to those because they have been getting some pretty good numbers on them. And um, the Death Drop Gorgeous guys were fucking amazing. The House That Screams was amazing. Um, I think it started off the new series pretty well. Yeah, and uh, there's, a, there's actually one that's going to be coming out next... Yeah, this Wednesday coming that Aaron wasn't able to uh, attend, which was uh, okay. That's going to happen sometimes. Um, we interviewed uh, Jason Miller, who did a lot of art for our buddy Dean of the Dead and um, I'm actually going to probably be reaching out to him at some point to get a mascot made for us because um, there's something that's going on in our new series uh, I guess you guys could probably tell with the whole new voice and intro and stuff that's going on over there. He's going to be kind of our mascot. He's going to be kind of being 
an ass to us at some points. Um, <laughs> so he's going to be... Um, kind of like the leprechaun just talks shit. And <laughs> yeah, so he's going to be coming in throughout the the episodes and stuff, and I really want to get something um, behind him to, to have like a face instead of just be a voice. So I'm really interested as to what Jason can come up with with the ideas that are in my head. <laughs> but I'm also, you know, excited for how the rest of this year is going to be going. For the amount of people that we have lined up that are going to be coming on, I'm excited for a lot of them. Um, this summer, I really wish I could say right now, <laughs> uh, just to get everybody kind of amped up for it. But we'll wait until it gets a little bit closer, and um, we can just go through there. Yeah. But if there's anybody you guys want us to get on the show that um, maybe we haven't thought of, uh, let us know, and we'll we'll try to get them on here to interview them. And um, I might actually start reaching out to the community if you guys have questions for us to ask for these guests. Because yeah. sometimes I have questions, but I, I get kind of limited sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're just like, oh, I only had this amount. And you wish you had more, but you can't think of any. <laughs> so um, I'm going to probably start reaching out to everybody. Um, we'll see. It really depends on who the interview is. If it's like a, an early release type thing, then we can't do it for that one because sometimes we we have you know um a deadline or whatever the fuck it's called um you get you get locked underneath um something and you can't do it until it's released yeah but we will let you guys know if we're able to tell you who the guest is and when it was going to be and when it's going to release and um aaron once again dude thank you for fucking doing this with me because this show i don't think it would be where it is without you if i was doing this solo i probably would have stopped months ago well, I'm glad it could help. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. And I know you're excited to talk to some of these people, too. So Yeah. It's going to be your ride, guys, and it's oh, just yeah. fucking beginning. Got a busy week coming up. Oh, it is so busy. <laughs> it is so busy, dude. Like, I looked at the, the calendar, and I was just like, what did I do? <laughs> I was like, what did I do? What have I done? Um, but it, it also kind of this happens like that because sometimes people have the same availability or they only have a limited availability so you have to squeeze them in when you can and yeah sometimes it's gonna suck but uh if we can get them on then we're gonna get them on you know but um thank you guys so much for you know sticking around and supporting us in any way possible uh yeah this episode is kind of like not a train wreck it it's just all over the place yeah a little bit (laughs) it's it's got a lot of stuff going on a lot of themes but it's really just because this past week has, has been really draining me, and I know you could probably hear it in my voice, but um, thank you guys for sticking around. Um, next week is going to be an uplifter. It, it really is. It's going to be it's going to be nuts. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. And this was the Baron's Head Up Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. I was your co-host, Aaron. And uh, stay spooky, guys, and keep listening, supporting, not even just us, other podcasts out there like the house that screams they're amazing if you haven't listened to that interview already please go do that and go listen to the death drop gorgeous interview because that was really fucking fun um we are going well i gotta send you those dates again but we're going to be going to some some of their screenings of the movie and meet them in person so um yeah thank you guys so much and we will catch you uh next week stay spooky goodbye